0: Welcome to the DHG podcast
1: series, with a focus on life beyond numbers, with topics about people, careers, and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, And I love this venue because we get to hear from our people about the things that matter the most to them, flexibility, careers, and people. This is a very special installment of our DHG podcast series. It's a celebration of inclusion and diversity in honor of Black History Month. One of the organizations that we are a proud supporter of is NABA, the National Association of Black Accountants. NABBA is dedicated to bridging the opportunity gap for Black accounting and finance professionals by providing leadership and technical training, as well as networking and career opportunities. I visited their website and learned about some of the cold, hard facts. According to the latest U.S. Census, African Americans make up 13.6% of the total U.S. population. But they only make up 10.8% of the employed market. And less than 9% of those are actually classified as accountants and auditors. And for analysts and financial managers, it's closer to 7%. When NABA was founded in 1969, less than 1% of all CPAs in America were Black. We've made some great strides but clearly we have a long way to go. I'm so proud of the work that DHG is doing in this area and was truly honored that NABA recognized us with their 2016 Corporate Diversity Award. Today, I'm pleased to share with you that we have a very special guest with us. Jeannette Etienne, the president and CEO of NABA is here with us to share her thoughts and perspective on some of the major issues facing our industry today. Gina is responsible for the day-to-day operations of the national office and she provides strategic direction and leadership for the organization. Without further ado, welcome Gina. Well, thank you. So, first tell us about NABA. I know I did a brief intro, but I'd love to hear it from you.
0: So, NABA is not just needless to say an amazing organization, and what we do, we've been around for forty over forty six years now, and our role is to really help minorities, primarily black, understand what the opportunities are in accounting, get prepared for jobs in accounting, and actually put people into jobs in accounting career opportunities, and then developing them through that career opportunity all the way up to the C-Suite or partner. So it is the entire life cycle around accounting with career awareness, readiness, ongoing development, whether it's technical or professional for the minority population, primarily black, but not everybody that's involved is black, but most of them are.
1: Very good. So why is it important to the accounting profession that we have minority-focused organizations such as NABA?
0: You know, we get that question a lot, I would say, in all of the affinity groups. And if you think about the accounting profession, it's historically male, predominantly white. And I think that what we do know from studies that have been done more and more recently, diversity helps business. It does improve the bottom line. It increases sales. It increases effectiveness. It increases retention. It increases the ability for, in the case of accounting firms, for firms and partners and staff to really understand their clients. At the end of the day, a CPA firm can't effectively serve, represent, understand, and consult with a client that they don't understand. So if you look like your client in every way, then you're going to have a stronger connection. So I think that, first of all, that's the argument behind diversity in the profession. Right. And then you have more... And then you have organizations like NABA, where what we do is help firms understand what that feels like. So we sit, think of it as a double-sided mirror. And on one side, you've got a member who, through our meetings and through our programming and through our networking, there's an opportunity to speak, I'll say behind the wall, if you will, about the challenges we face when we work day to day as Sometimes and often, the only black face in a room. Mm-hmm. And so, what does it feel like? And and really getting that support and that nurturing to overcome that. We hear those stories at NAVA. The flip side is when we're meeting with our corporate partners and sponsors, who are looking to attract minority talent. One of our we hear what they are up against. So we get to hear what they perceive about our members, and we get to hear what our members perceive about their employers. And what we learn then is where there are gaps of awareness, and we can communicate and, and educate both directions, and so I think that's why organizations like NAVA are so important because where else will you get that connecting point to close those gaps of understanding and awareness?
1: Sure. I, I completely get it. I had the honor of attending the National Convention last year as a speaker. and. It was really I I I live and breathe this stuff at Dixon Hughes Goodman, but it was just so eye opening to to see and firsthand witness all the things that you just described. So, what are some of the significant accomplishments of NABA that you'd like to highlight for us?
0: Well, we could start with the basics, which is just increasing awareness in the profession. Now, that's not exactly a measurable statistic over the last forty six years, but we feel pretty confident that but for NABA. We can speak to the fact that there are people who wouldn't necessarily have their roles today. You can look at our scholarship program, for example. And over our existence, we've given estimates of over $11 million in scholarships to students. These are students who wouldn't have gone on to an accounting career. They wouldn't have necessarily pursued an accounting degree. So that's uh, an important achievement. We have something called the ACAP program, the Accounting Career Awareness Program. And ACAP is really about getting high schoolers onto campus for a seven day residency program. That actually has led to scholarships. That's led to students getting accepted at the very college where they went to participate in the ACAP program and go on to pursue an accounting degree. We offer, we have a four regional student conferences where students come together to learn about career awareness job readiness. They get actual placements into internships and permanent positions. But I think the thing I'd be most proud about is on top of all of that, if that weren't already enough, (laughs) we have a program called Nava Cares. It's an umbrella initiative, if you will. It's at every level, the national level, the regional level, and the chapter level, where we go out partner with local organizations and give back to the community. Wow. Because I will say one thing about if you come from a disadvantaged community, you appreciate the work that needs to be done. And you know, speaking for myself, I'm the daughter of an immigrant. My mother's an immigrant and my father his I believe great grandfather was a slave. And so if you look at just that history and then I look at what I've been able to achieve, I want to give back to others so that others can share Mm -hmm. And that bounty. And I think that all of our members have that spirit. And we embrace that in our overall organization and do things like food drives and VITA and Feed the Homeless. And there's a lot of other initiatives. It's all under the umbrella of Nava Cares. And, And that's really, really special.
1: That is so that is really really special and one of the things that I learned when I was at the convention is that even at the convention where you're you've spent three or four days in an environment learning you've been in classroom setting on the last day you guys take on a community service project and I remember that just stuck with me it was so cool that that everyone stayed an extra day to do that
0: yeah we did the food bank in South Florida last year the last convention, and I remember being there, we were actually sorting food that gets distributed in the food bank. And I can't tell you how many of us were in tears at moments during the day. <laughs> I might even get emotional now thinking about it because it reminds you of how grateful you are. Gratitude sometimes, you know, in moments of stress or at, at times when we're extraordinarily busy, let's say, I don't know, tax season, sometimes <laughs> we lose our our perspective of the gratitude for that. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be suffering through busy season, for example.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And so I, that was very special.
1: So, so it is Black History Month, another special thing that we celebrate. And, and and so why do you think that it's important for firms and companies such as DHG to celebrate and recognize this month?
0: Well, I think there continue to be questions asked every year, why do we even need to continue to have a Black History Month? And I think so long as the question gets asked, it in some ways is the answer to the question. And I think that the recognition that there has been a gap, the recognition that we, the profession, want diversity and we want inclusion and we want to shift the culture so that it doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your age. And we think diversity. It's age, it's race, it's gender, it's sexual orientation, it's religion, it's experience. All of that is useful. And I think that any opportunity we have to leverage any one aspect of that and deepen the understanding, close the gaps so people don't make assumptions, that's important. And Black History Month puts a time and a frame around Having conversations specific to the black experience in America and for firms, what that means to your employees. It's when you feel invisible, when somebody calls you out in a way that makes you feel included, that's powerful. And I think that so long as a profession is still so predominantly male and predominantly white, Mm -hmm. let me correct that. So long as the profession is so predominantly white, because we're we're quickly getting to the point where we're balanced from a gender perspective, we're leaps and bounds progress there, right. not so much on the racial diversity front. Right. And I think that's why it's important to not only continue the Black History Month across the country in general, but I think for firms to embrace it, as you all are doing, I mean, that is awesome. I salute
1: you. Thank you. It, it is a special month for us. And I love how you framed that. I'm going to switch gears on this next one. One thing that intrigued me as I dug deeper into NABA and am learning more is that you have a leadership development in, institute. How does this impact the future of the profession?
0: Ooh, love that question. And I love that question for a couple of reasons.
1: We just rolled
0: out a new three-year strategic plan. It's called Vision 2020, and, and anybody can find a copy of it on our website under the About Us area. and. And the reason that's powerful is that historically we've been an organization about job placement, job readiness. But what we're recognizing is today there are more and more opportunities for minorities to get the jobs. Although we do believe there's still an important role we can play there, we see an even bigger opportunity to help people keep the job. And so what do we know about accounting? You need to have the technical skills to get the job. But what do we also know about moving up to partner? Or if you're not in a public accounting firm, getting to be the CFO or any of the C's in the C-suite. It takes certain types of competencies. And those are leadership competencies because the technical expertise is a given, you know, to Mm -hmm. say, well, I really know my debits and credits. My answer would be, (laughs) "Ah, I would hope so. (laughs) So that's not what's getting you promoted. Right. And and so often, is, is particularly in a lot of the chapter-level programming that we do, we are really helping our, our members hone those technical skills and reinforce those technical skills. And so our Leadership Development Institute is an opportunity to overlay on that, not to take away from it, but to overlay on that what you need. And what's especially important about the LDI, that's what we call it internally, is it's broken up into three tracks. So we have the Aspiring Leaders track for those who, have a lot of experience but want to begin to be seen as and develop into future leaders. We have the management track, which is programming leveled at those who are effectively in management but want to now move to the next level, which Mm -hmm. is executive level. Mm -hmm. And then we have executive level programming, which is so you're an executive, so you're at senior level management. So wait, so you're at senior management level. Let me put my words in the right order. (laughs) One of the things we know to be true, regardless of public accounting or private industry, as you get closer to the top, the the opportunities narrow. Yes. And so how do you move up and continue moving up? And then, more importantly, and something I'm learning in this role, for me, this is my first time at an executive leadership position in in something like NAVA. I mean, I ran my own firm for a long time, but that's different. Here, I'm accountable to somebody other than my bottom line, my pocketbook. I'm accountable to the board of directors. I'm accountable to the membership, and I'm accountable to the stakeholders. And I will tell you that, and this is just my personal lesson as it relates to the importance of LDI, you need a certain set of skills to make it to the top. You need a different set of skills to stay there. And so we we have a really powerful three-prong approach to helping our members build grow and maintain the muscles, if you will, in those competency areas that will make them an effective leader. And it's really powerful and it's it's really something we're focusing on building out across the country going forward.
1: That is just super, super, super information for and program for our industry. I applaud y'all for that. Thanks. So I'm a young associate and just starting my career, I can't help but ask you, what advice do you have for me? <laughs>
0: How much time do we have? No, <laughs> I am a big fan of animated films. And there are a lot of people who know me know I'm a bit sarcastic. i have a bit of a dry wit. But I also throw out a lot of these quotes all the time because I found them to be meaningful in so many ways. And So the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know if you saw the movie The Incredibles. There's a character in there named Edna Mode. She's a designer. And there's a scene in there where she's, where she's talking to somebody about who, who's struggling with problems and oh I don't know how I'm gonna do this and I don't know how I'm gonna do that like they're frantic and she says so casually luck favors the prepared darling <laughs> and and that's a really important thing you know you can just pass that over and not even remember that in the scene in, in the movie but I it jumped out at me because you can be as prepared as you want to be but if the opportunity never comes your way what are you gonna do? Or you can have all the opportunities in the world, but if you aren't prepared to take advantage of them, it doesn't matter. And so I've heard how ultimately success is the connection between luck and preparedness. And I think that, so my recommendation is just be ready because you don't know when you're going to be tapped, but when you're tapped, you need to be ready. Right. Nobody's entitled to be tapped. Some people should be tapped and never are. Other people are tapped and... Maybe it shouldn't have been. But that's not what I'm talking about. For each individual, we can only speak to ourselves. And then the other thing that comes to mind is, I know it's a Henry Ford quote, but I modify it slightly. Obstacles are something you see when you lose sight of your goal. And I know this is true. If you've ever been trying to walk a straight line randomly, try this, you know, today when you go out to the parking lot, try to walk a straight line along one of the parking lot lines. I promise you, you'll be fine until you look down. As soon as you look <laughs> down, you stumble. And, and it's true. And it's, and it's true when, you know, oftentimes people have all of these expectations. and They get so distracted with the expectation that they stumble. And I think that if you're young and you're aspiring, what I would recommend is just have a dream for yourself. Have a dream that's bigger than anything you'll ever achieve. Hold on to that dream. And then, don't map how you're going to get to it specifically because, frankly, you can't possibly have even predicted how to get to the space you're standing in right now. <laughs> True. So what makes you think you can predict where you're going to be in two years or five years or ten years? Life is crazy that way. But what you, what I can tell you is that although I couldn't have predicted getting to NABA specifically in terms of job, role, responsibility, I can tell you that the vision and dreams that I've had for myself since as far back as I can remember are aligned with where I am today. So have that dream. Pursue it relentlessly, passionately. Be prepared so that when luck comes your way, you're ready. And you know what? You won't see the problems unless you stop and look at them. That's when you trip and fall
1: terrific, terrific advice. Whether you're just starting your career or someone like me that's over 20 years in, that really is great advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so NAVA, I've listened to this podcast and maybe now I feel inspired. How does one go about getting involved with NAVA?
0: Starts with if you're not a member, join. You don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to be black. You just have to be, you have to care about the mission and the programming. So join. Join, if you don't have a chapter near you, we have a category called at-large, so that's okay. Join NABAT. and if you're near a chapter, join the chapter. Attend a meeting. Come to convention. Host an event. Sponsor an event. Speak at an event. It's really not hard to get engaged. We would love to have you in however you want to show up, because together, it is only together. Partners, stakeholders, regulators- members, and the profession at large that we're going to solve this diversity
1: problem. Terrific advice, terrific information. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I loved it. We could have talked forever, but maybe another time. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm signing you up. (laughs) This was terrific. (laughs) We'll count on it. Same time, same place next year, right?
0: There you go. There you go.
1: Thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers and our celebration of inclusion and diversity. Join us next time for another episode of Life at DHG.